Welcome to the Confident Mental Wellness Podcast. Challenge what holds you back. Where we love on and challenge business executives, entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, thought leaders, and coaches to take us deep. Revealing how self-doubt, negative thinking, and even sheer fear were secrets they refused to reveal to anyone. Secrets that once held them back. We'll hear how these leaders cast off the fear, excuses, and setbacks to move forward with purpose and passion. How they activated a mindset that set them up for success. Hi, and welcome back to Challenge What Holds You Back. I'm Stephanie King Mattingly, and today we are chatting with Betsy Dickinson. Betsy is a well-being speaker and coach, and she's going to share with us some strategies for the workplace and outside the workplace. So Betsy, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Great to be here. Thank you. So what is the mental wellness challenge in the workplace for frontline workers, mid-level managers, C-suite? Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's, uh, unfortunately, there's kind of three different challenges that um, those groups individually face. Um, <clears throat> so when I work with our line level employees, uh, it's really uh, kind of bringing in simple strategies. My whole approach is all about simple because it's the simpler, the stickier, right? Um, and so I apply that across all the employees in the organization that I work with. However, I do feel that the line level employees need just a little bit more help um, to kind of simplify things even more. So um, when I am speaking, I, there's four things that I that I consider kind of roll up into wellness, and that's nutrition, um, movement, mindfulness and mindset. And so, uh, you know, when I'm. I often see employees go and, you know, grab the donut instead of the banana. And I kind of intercept and say, hey, how about making the healthy choice today? And uh, same with movement. You know, you don't have to go run a marathon, but maybe just go out on your break and walk around the parking lot. Uh, because those simple steps can start to incrementally create a healthier life. And when I talk to the mid-level managers, these are people who sit all day. Same with C-suite, right? So they're sitting all day, every day. And I like to say that sitting is the new cancer. Like it is so bad for us to be sitting as much as we do now. Um, And I I think that's a a pandemic after effect. But um, so I, when I'm in the office, uh, I'm, walking around and saying, hey, let's go outside, take a walk. Let's go for a little quick, you know, break and walk around the buildings. Um, The C-suite doesn't participate so much in that because they're busy, right? It's really hard to get them extracted from their lives. And, you know, they're busy kind of entertaining clients and going on business meetings. And it's really hard for them to kind of come together as a as their own individual group to 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 take an approach to wellness, so I do feel like they're a little bit isolated. Um, there's a handful that work out with personal trainers, but 
you know, th they're still not really making the healthy choice. And so not only is it taking simple steps to be healthy, but it's making the choice to be healthy. So let's just step back a little. What are the special challenges at the line level employees face, you think? So I think um, for them, it's uh, it's time. It's making the time um, because they uh, they have families at home. You know, they come in, they work their job, they have to go get their kids, they have to you know get the kid fed, and then in you know schoolwork and in bed, and and that I think that their that's their number one challenge is is carving out the time to. Uh, to especially to you know do any sort of movement, but to do any sort of mindfulness activity and you know um, any sort of you know mindset shifting like the the it's just carving out the time. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, well, well, let me ask you about that. So, um, uh, I guess as a line worker, that is a certain socioeconomic status right. position. Mm -hmm. um, is could it be a cultural connection about why um, there may be little interest in mindfulness and mindset, or is there a little interest? Or am I assuming that? Or no, I think no, that's not an assumption at all. I think yeah, it's uh, it's just, and I don't I don't know if it's so much around the socioeconomic piece. Maybe could be, um, but I I I just think uh, you know people just get wrapped up into kind of their day to day thing and aren't really thinking kind of, you know, bigger in terms of what they could do for themselves um, to, to, to be, to have a more positive mindset, to have a more, you know, positive approach to life. And again, I say that all comes down to choice. You know, you can wake up every day and choose whether or not it's going to be a good day or a bad day. And when you're in the muck, you can choose whether you're going to stay in the muck or you're going to get out of it. So um, I think it's just a matter of of talking with, um, teaching, training people to just kind of be aware that they do have a choice and and that they do have the ability to open their mind up to other things. So what was responsibility is that? when it comes to workplace wellness? Is it the company's job to make sure things are just right so employees have a great, healthy, emotionally and mentally healthy work environment? Or is it really up to the employee who may be faced with any kind of situation and must act on their own? So but who's responsible there? Yeah, I think I think it's... A, a person's personal responsibility to to you know stand up for wellness uh and and then i think it's the organization's responsibility to support support that so what i what i'd like to see is employees kind of raising their hand and saying hey i want you to give me wellness time uh in the course of my day so that I can be a better employee so that I can be more productive so that I can have fewer claims on insurance. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's, it's twofold, right? It's the employee raising their hand and saying, I want this. And then it's the organization coming in and supporting it with 
some sort of programs or training or coaching or whatever that may be. Right. Many companies do offer wellness programs. I, I kind of they, wonder if, if the, the line worker feels empowered enough to ask. Um, so, it, yeah, I think, you know, I, um, in our organization, they do, but I am aware, um, from other organizations that I worked in that they don't, right? Like, it, it's like, oh my goodness, I can't ask for that. Um, and that's, that's a real, that's a real shame. Like, because employees should be, feel empowered to ask for, you know, what they need, especially when it comes to wellness. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, the, the programs, let's, let's back up. So companies do offer wellness programs, but I get, I don't think that employees feel um, empowered to take advantage of them either. Right. So there has to be a bit of a shift in thinking from management, uh, corporate, you know, the corporate hierarchy about how important wellness is about um, empowering the employees to take advantage because as I said, for all those reasons, you know, you get greater productivity, you get, um, greater time spent at work, not at the doctor, you get, uh, you know, better morale. I mean, studies have shown that all, if you encourage wellness in the workplace, your employees are going to be better workers for you. And so that mid-level manager. Uh, do they have unique challenges? I mean, of your nutrition and movement and mindfulness and mindset. One of those stand out for some reason at that level. I think um, probably, you know, the biggest thing there is is uh, the the whole, everybody's kind of a little bit weirded out by mindfulness, I think. Um, which to me, is, you know, can it be any one of a number of things. It can be meditation it can be going for a walk in nature it can be just sitting and staring out a window right it's just something that takes your mind out of the crazy crazy thoughts that we have you know the million whatever yeah. 35,000 thoughts why? a day why why do they people think that's kind of weird and they're weirded out by that what do you think I don't know I don't know uh but the people that I run across because I'm a, I'm a certified yoga teacher uh, so I, you know, I'm always talking about mind, meditation and mindfulness, that kind of thing. And people just kind of, I don't know, like they shrug their shoulders and kind of, you know, give you a look. And I don't, I, I think again, perhaps we as a society, we as yoga teachers haven't done a good enough job of evangelizing how important it is and how, uh, how beneficial it is for us to, you know, just kind of stop the brain from, the 35,000 thoughts that you have every day. So, yes. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a struggle. You know, this whole wellness thing, you know, there are billions of dollars being spent on this industry. But in spite of that, people just kind of aren't fully embracing um, all the goodness that it has to offer for whatever reason. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I understand. <laughs> I mean, it's but a I good question, and we're and we're we're, we're actually, uh, I think, adding to that conversation at least. Yes, yeah, asking right? those questions: I mean, what's going on and why? Yeah. So, so you got your C-suite uh, folks, yes, um, at the upper levels in, in a company, um, and I just think about 
they seem to have some leisure time there. I mean, it's a lot of time on the golf course. I mean, that's stereotyping, of course, right. um, because I know they work hard uh, yeah. and, and, and have big visions where they want to take the company and, and employees right along with them, even. But so what's their unique challenge? I mean, if you're on the golf course, scenic, it's beautiful, you're outside, you're relaxing, can that count for exercise? Well, I think so, but not if you're like riding in a cart and drinking beer on every hole, right? Like I think it depends on what you're doing, well, you know, as you're out there. But um, I, th you know, for the C-suite team, I think, uh, you know, the challenges that they face are, it's, it's again, it comes back to the, making the choice. They they're, they're running from meeting to meeting, so they're grabbing you know fast food. Uh, they're even though they're on the golf course, they're riding in the cart. They're not walking. Uh, they're not taking the time to um, you know get up early enough in the morning to go work out. Uh, they definitely go running in the other direction when I start talking about yoga and meditation and mindfulness. Um, and, you know, mindset, mindset for me is kind of all about, you know, po positive, you know, a positive mindset really is, is what's going to set you apart um, in the world. And, and, and so most of them do great with that. They've got a very positive mindset. But why does a positive mindset set you apart in the world? Because uh, if, you, if you're walking around with a cloud over your head uh, in this world. Or... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Like nobody wants to be around you. You, you know, you're not going to be, uh, I would submit, you're not going to be that successful at your job uh, because you're too busy worrying about the cloud. Uh, you know, you're, you, you, the social interaction that we have shown through the pandemic is so important to us as humans isn't going to be coming to you because you're you've got this negative energy around so i just i but people i, I studies show it people tend towards the negative than they do towards the positive so it's definitely a choice you have to make every day to switch that that negative switch uh to be you know more a more positive person and have a more positive approach and I'm not saying we need to be walking around, you know, Pollyanna, rainbows and kittens every day. I mean, <laughs> sure, there's reasons to, you know, to be a little bit uh, cynical, perhaps. Yeah. But um, you just don't want that to pervade your thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to be around that. No, it doesn't feel good. And, and it wears your body then. They've done stress. I mean, it just and I, I, you know, I even make that point in my book. I'm, I have a book coming out called "The Secret You Hide Holds You Back: How Letting Go Sweetens Life, Makes You Free." Right? Oh my goodness! And it talks about uh, those secrets that we have, which are you know, really those traumatic events, those things that have happened to us in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, it, maybe somebody told you you are not going to make it. Like mm -hmm. my seventh grade teacher told me, uh, all sorts of things. But but we we push that stuff down yes. in here. You know, we don't know what to do with that, right? And it doesn't go away until you deal with it. Yeah, until yeah, deal with it. Right? Yeah. Right. You have to do the work, right? I mean, uh, you know, yes. I mean, things people have trauma, but 
if they don't process that trauma, you're, you know, you're just going to walk around with the cloud. Yeah. And it's going to hold you back. Yeah. Because you, you, you can't have, you can't be confident. No. You know, when, when secrets and memories are dogging your trail that way. Yeah. Know? But we don't have to live that way. That's what no. I'm saying. We don't no, have to. That's it. So let me ask you this, uh, Betsy. You are a speaker and a coach, mm-hmm. and now you are an author. So tell me about uh, the book. Yes. And, uh, uh, where did you start on this journey to get to this book? Yeah, so the book is called Creating Outcomes and Action by Changing Habits. Um, it's a collaboration book. So the actual, the author of the book is Danella Burnett, who's this amazing woman um, who has kind of uh, been part of my speaker's journey. So it's all intertwined there. Um, anyway, so I authored a chapter and the chapter title is from lazy, crazy living to an engaging, energized life. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, once, can you say that one more time? I can. Yes. Uh, from lazy, crazy living to an engaging, energized life. Yes. That sounds good. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I won't give away what I wrote about, but... Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the general, the general premise is, you know, we, we, let's be honest, we're a lazy society, right? And it's heck of a lot easier to go grab your chips and your chocolates and sit on the couch, turn on TV, check out, than it is to make a healthy choice to go do something else, right? So, um, so I kind of talk about that and talk about what I think some good antidotes to that are in the chapters. Okay. And so now at this point, um, do you have an offer and can our listeners, our viewers follow you? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I have, um, because because I, my I, wellness is my thing, um, I have a free offer called the Guide to the Alchemy of Wellness, uh, and you can get that by texting B E E W E L L, so be well, uh, to six six eight six six, and when you get uh. You know, we get there, you enter your email address, and then you uh, get my free PDF guide. And so that was created out of a, a speaking engagement that I did. Um, and it centers around the fact that, you know, we, we, there are chemicals in our brain uh, that, that promote, um, uh, you know, that positive energy, right? So there's the serotonin, the dopamine, you know, all those things that, you know, kind of keep us, um, uh, operating at a higher level. And then of course there's the, the bad chemicals. That's the, the, you know, the cortisol, uh, that's the stress yes. hormones. Um, so the, my guide, it talks about how to kind of pump up the good and, uh, and, and tamp down the bad. And so I've got 10 steps in that guide to, uh, to help you live a life of 
better chemicals in your body. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so um, much, Betsy. My, uh, my website, you can go check out my website too. Okay. Um, and that is renew you. So renew Y-O-U dot guru, G-U-R-U. And so you'll see a little bit more about me there. And, uh, and I have um, blogs uh, uh, posted there too. So you can read a little bit about my philosophy. All right. Betsy, I appreciate you being on the program. Goodness, thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. This has been amazing. Because everyone's journey to confident mental wellness includes challenges, you're going to find a lot of value in our newest book, The Secret You Hide Holds You Back, How Letting Go Sweetens Life and Makes You Free. It's coming soon. If you know of a leader who would be perfect for this podcast, they've cast off the fear, excuses, and setbacks to activate a mindset that sets them up for success, please send them my way.